Oh, good. I had to. I had to update my computer. It was like forced me to. And usually when I it finally reached that point, yeah, I've, I couldn't do it anymore. And so uh, usually when I do that, like my audacity shits itself the first time, it, like after. And this was fine. This was flawless. Maybe it's a good sign. It was a good sign. Okay. All right. We'll take it as a it's, good it's sign. It's a good sign. Um. <laughs> I, Hi, everybody. I'm Cassie. And I'm Kelly. And welcome back to Oddities and welcome back to Strange Town. I did it out of order, but we're all going to deal with it. Um, you know, before I forget all the usual bullshit, we have social media. Check it out. It's in the description. We have a merch shop with new cool merch designed by Kelly. I hope you guys Check like that out it. too. It's spookala bookala. It's so spookala bookala, and I love it. And we we're running sales like very regularly, so you know, be sure to check it off. And usually up to like twenty or twenty five percent, or somewhere, you know, buy our stuff in that vicinity. <laughs> buy our shit and represent us, please. And um, okay, bye. <laughs> Stay strange. Um, okay, so we. <laughs> We, I, well, this was my fault. I made the mistake of being like, how are you before we started recording? And Kelly shared so many fucking gems and we weren't recording any of it. So now we're going to try and, we're going to try and reenact the conversation we just fucking had. I'm so, just going to go with what happened today. <laughs> yes. To go with, go with today and start. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I've been up for too many hours. My children woke me up at five. And that just turned to us sitting on the couch watching cartoons in the morning and I'm scrolling through TikTok and this like guy comes on and he is complaining that the Wild Thornberry parents are the worst parents in TV history because they stole Donnie. They constantly just leave the kids to fend for themselves. And I was like, well, that's not exactly true. And right as I was thinking that the video stitched to somebody else telling this guy that he's a dumbass because the Wild Thornberry <laughs> saved Donnie. So that turned into me looking up the episodes and binge watching it with my kids who didn't want to watch it, but I told them that they had to. <laughs> First of all, I love I love several things about this. One, um, that somebody took the time to tell somebody else on TikTok, they're like, you're a dumbass and here's why. <laughs> and two, I used to freaking adore the Wild Thornberries and I have this like core memory of one episode in particular. And it's the one where Eliza is in like, she gets lost in like some like, swampy part and there's this like ghost girl I, th- I think they're in africa or something and there's like this ghost, ghost girl. girl yes right and then at the end of it it's like the ghost girl and like the clouds pass by the moon or something and it's like her face and you're like what the fuck see i like spooky shit from the start spookalip maybe we should cover that episode god hell fucking yes <laughs> guys if if you follow us on patreon and when we're ready to start making bonus episodes if you want us to live watch that episode together and just like talk about it while watching it let us know we will do it gladly i would watch no that hesitation. shit in a heartbeat that shit was spooky that's why do i like it the best part about having kids is hmm. i can watch cartoons from my childhood and not feel guilty about being adult watching cartoons <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, I am an adult, and I do watch cartoons here and there, and I 0% feel guilty. We have a Paramount <laughs> Plus a subscription, yes. and I nice. cannot tell you how stupid excited I was over the fact that I could watch As Told by Ginger, The Rocket Kids, the 
wild thornberries, rugrats, rugrats grown up, like all of. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Actually, that just that just reminded me because I was swiffering the floor the other day, and I thought about this one as told by Ginger episode where her mom is like working as she's like a she's like a cleaning lady and like she goes and helps her clean and she's like ashamed of doing that and then like they fuck up the way they clean it and then they have to sit in the middle of the floor and play cards because they like mopped themselves into the middle of the room i remember that do you remember that unlocked, one unlocked unlocked it's in there it's in there i know and i was like swiffering and i was like ah because i walked apart this I, or i walked across this fucking part where i already swiffered and i was like oh shit and then it just like hit me it was like out of nowhere i was like oh my god self remember that one episode and yeah. This is one of the greatest conversations we've ever <laughs> <laughs> As- Aside from your very early start and and diving into Donnie's past on Wild Thornberries, how are we? Are we okay? We're hang- this is the first time we're recording in a while. Yeah, we went out, we had a two week break and it was weird because it, right? it was two weeks, but it felt longer than that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I know you know this, but I really look forward to our Sundays. (laughs) Me too. Yes. (laughs) So it's just like, I woke up this morning. I was like, okay, it's five, but I get to record today. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. I know. And but things happened for you for the last two weeks. Yes, guys. This is the first episode I'm recording from my new house in my own office space. so exciting it's very exciting and from what i can see it's beautiful <laughs> thank you i can't wait to paint we started we picked up a bunch of like swatches we got shit taped on the walls we are you know Love that. but i think we're gonna start with like the family room i think that's where we're, we're starting and then i have my eyes on the powder room downstairs because i fucking hate the color that it is right now i also hate our dining room color so i think it's kind of naturally sorting itself out in the order that we'll do <laughs> You know, I've seen pictures of the house. I know exactly what colors you're talking about. Uh, right? I know. It's First of all, pretty wild. I, I, yeah, the house is beautiful, and the people before us took great care of it, which is really great. But like some of these paint colors, man, I'm like, what? What were you guys doing? Tastes. Yeah, they did. Because other parts of the house are like very tastefully done. I.e., the room that I'm in right now. This was their nursery. It's my office now, and it's like got like beautiful wainscot, and like the color is. You know, it's like a it's like a very nice soft gray. It's it's nice. So like, they clearly didn't want to shock the baby. Yeah, yeah. Just wait till the kid could start walking and go down the stairs, and like the fucking dining room is this bright orange, and the and the family room's like this, like literally the color, literally the color of like pea soup, which is fine. Like if that's all you know your taste or whatever, it's fine. But like I gotta say, when I walk into those rooms, it is a jarring experience. Okay, yeah, because one room is like pea soup and the other one is like, I don't know, butternut squash. It's like so orange, like so yeah. orange. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. it's not like the kind of thing where like they had like a chair rail and they only did like the bottom half of it orange or the top half. No, it's, it's literally all... just 100% orange. It is so orange. And the lighting in there is incandescent, which I prefer. I think it's like very pretty and soft or whatever, but it makes everything like oranger. <laughs> they wanted to make a statement piece and uh big time they made a statement we don't know what the statement is but they made it so (laughs) good on them but yeah so we have officially been in this house now for two well as of tomorrow two weeks (laughs) which is bananas so exciting i'm so happy for you guys the house is absolutely beautiful and i'm i've said it to you a million times so i'm gonna say it to our listeners now i'm so excited for cassie's next chapter Oh, thank you. I appreciate you being happy for us. And I can't wait to have you here in person, in the flesh. I have to say this. Hmm. Internet quality, so much better. 
Thank you. Dude, T-Mobile internet, guys, if you have it in your area and you're considering it, just like, first of all, it's so cheap. It's only 50 bucks a month. And second of all, it's like very, very high quality. The connection speed, we did a test run. It was like over 200. In our old house, it was like 40. I have to say, this is the clearest I have seen you. I know. And, it's and fuzzy. <laughs> and we're not delayed. There's it's no so delay. nice. Oh my gosh, the quality of these episodes are just going to go through the roof now. <laughs> All right, well we can't we can't raise expectations that much, but they're, the the quality is going to significantly. <laughs> Guys, just everybody remember what you signed up for, okay? <laughs> this crazy show. That's what you did. <laughs> this crazy shit. That's exactly right. Um so anyway, and then school starts tomorrow for me, which by the time this comes out, I'll have been in it for like I don't know about a month or so. So that's my final semester. And there was a little bit of a, I got thrown for a loop-de-loop on Friday. Like I received very last minute an email being like, one of your courses that you signed up for is canceled and isn't happening this semester. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then I tried to like sign up for a new one. They were like, there's a hold on your account. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I had to spend literally hours on the phone with financial aid. And then I finally got into one, but now I have a and very you know what interesting to me semester. And that was... So you got that email Thursday night? Thursday night at like 10 and o'clock. Then, and then Friday, you're like, yeah, they only gave me two business days. And I was like, not even. They gave you a business day and they a did. weekend. And you can't get a hold of anybody on a weekend. Absolutely so not. like, thanks for adding the stress on my Friday. <laughs> yeah, you fucking assholes. I know. And like, and I felt bad because Friday is like, Kelly and I have a date every Friday. Like, we just like FaceTime for like a half an hour and it's very cute and wonderful. And I fucking had to cancel because I was like, I've got phone calls out the ass. <laughs> Except you should not feel bad about that because... That is more important to me. No, <laughs> you no. getting your school figured out your last semester, maybe. Um, <laughs> Until I go for a doctorate. Important. Surprise, we everybody. All know that Cassie loves to learn. Let's just keep hyping her up. If she wants more education, <laughs> she should be able to have it, damn it. That's it. <laughs> I love the support. I'm very Thank passionate you. passionate about Cassie's education. I, I love that, and I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah. Anyway, all is well that ends well. I, I got another very interesting course. I am taking a biological and chemical threat de- like defense class, which was that was part of the original plan. And then my second course was going to be food microbiology, and then they canceled it. So now I'm taking food toxicology, and I'm going to find out all these wonderful new ways to die this semester, everybody. How <laughs> exciting for me. <laughs> You said it so cheerfully. (laughs) When I was in middle school, my sister got this ridiculous book from Borders, and it was like 100 Ways to Die. I love that. And it it genuinely had the most ridiculous things in it, like moving to Philadelphia. (laughs) Accurate, though. It was a humor book, but it it was hilarious. And I don't know why, but the way you just said it made me think of that book. I love that so much. I just had this realization that... I have been friends with you through your bachelor's, mm-hmm. through your master's, through mm-hmm. your master's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else are we going to add on? <laughs> and actually, like, we had this big realization because the announcements already happened at this point. Last week, we announced that I'm the new co-host. And then yes. the day after that, we learned that it was our seven-year friend anniversary. <laughs> Isn't it so cute? We're, we have, like, the cutest. We're just... We're so fucking we're cute. I just can't. So everybody take that. We're the cutest. So deal with it. But I bet you we have the cutest listeners. So everybody else can, you know, kick rocks. Yeah, the odd fam's the best. They're the cutest. 
They are. We love it. And thank you for the warm welcome from several of you to Kelly. I don't know if you got to yes, see all the posts. thank you guys but so much. Y'all are the bomb, the bomb, the bomb, the bomb. That's a I new song. Welcomed. And I yeah. hope that I don't disappoint any of you, so. You <laughs> could never. So, um, but we uh, now that we're 12 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, should, we should probably get to the show. Should we get to the legitimate reason all of you are here? <laughs> so. The reason why you listen to us? <laughs> the reason why did i think i started us last week yes it's been two weeks i have no idea it's been so long why don't you i feel like i i, if I feel it in my soul that i did so why don't you okay. take it away <laughs> my handy dandy notebook oh my so god yes for this week <laughs> so oh my god notes. perfect excellent so, um i am covering something again a little close to home meaning Ooh. same county I grew up in. Actually, the same county that Cassie lived in for a bit. Just saying. That's so weird. <laughs> I, I love that for us. Right? Yeah. So um, in 1908, a woman by the name of Josephine Pierpoint bought a patch of land which overlooked the Pacific Ocean. She envisioned having a beautiful inn overlooking the beautiful views. What the this- fuck? I, I'm invested already. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, this woman had smart business plans and succeeded fully she I just is a like, power and she has a cool name josephine right. purepoint mm-hmm. the fuck with her cottage by the sea and shit in by the sea oh, funny it's a craftsman cottage by the sea Good what job, the Cassie. Fuck? you just read you literally just read my next line. <laughs> oh surprise everybody <laughs> surprise bitch um, all right so she uh in 1910 opened the actually it's funny it started off as the wayside inn and it opened with 22 rooms and only two bathrooms holy hell so i really hope everyone liked sharing that's 11 people per bathroom i can't yeah well no not even it's 11 rooms per bathroom if you have multiple people in the jesus christ yeah that yeah that's a lot right oh my god okay um Eventually, the room, uh, the inn was changed to the Pierpoint Inn, and to this day is still called the Pierpoint Inn. Um, so, like, she, when she opened this inn, she had envisioned people being able to. Um, it was like right when they were opening; it was like the boom of the automobile industry. Ooh. And so she knew that people traveling from Los Angeles to Santa Barbara would need a place to stay along the coast. Oh, smart. She was right. Um, A lot of celebrities and famous people have stayed at this inn, um, including former President George Bush, his wife, and his, well, son, and now former President George W. Bush, lived Mm. in the inn for a while. Holy shit. Yeah. uh, George Bush was learning about the oil industry on the West Coast for some reason. Okay. I thought that was kind of bizarre. All right. Um. Here's the thing. I have no idea what happened to Josephine. <laughs> Josephine, we don't know. Okay. I have no idea what happened to Josephine. All I know is that in 1925, her son started adding on to the the inn. And in 1928, for some unknown reason, the inn was sold to Miss Mrs. Maddie Vickers Glinchman. Quite the okay. name. Another powerful woman. And she... She's badass. Oh, so, we love it. Okay. Oh, but, um, but Josephine, I hope, well, she died yeah, probably. This is what's bothering me. I can't find anything on the woman. What the fuck? Okay, I can't well. I tell you how many hours I spent just trying to figure out, did she die of old age? Did yeah. she just 
give the hotel to her son and move on with her life. I don't know. But wow, from what I do know is she loved this inn like no other. And I love that for her. It was her dream and her dream came true and that whole nine yards. And then I'm really upset that I don't know what happened to this woman. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, we should go stay in it and then go find some records and see if we can find out what happened to Josephine. I'm down for that because now it's been deemed as a historical site. So they've got to have some information. There's got to be some shit there. Yeah. Right. Like, Like yeah, maybe it's just there, not on the Internet. I don't know. Maybe so. (laughs) Maybe so. So. um, And in 1929, the inn reopened and all through the 1930s and 40s, it the in operated and began making it more modern and added the an east wing in the 1950s maddie lived to be 100 years old and after her passing the inn was sold again now throughout the years many have reported spoopy things sightings. i mean this inn has been up and running for over 100 years so there's got to be something right like, there's, there's got to be some you just can't ignore that um some say it believe it's haunted by the original owner, Josephine. Some say it's Maddie. But most agree it's a teenager by the name of Emma Darling. Dude, these names. What the Emma fuck? Emma Darling. Right. First Emma off, Darling. I goosebumps again. Every time I read her name, I get goosebumps. <laughs> this, first off, I'm going to have to jump back and forth on this because she's, she's a doozy. Okay. Um, but, so... Emma visited the hotel a year after it opened and attended a funeral. She's reported to oh. hang out on the property and enjoying the guests. Emma Darling apparently will mess with guests by having belongings moved. And many have also said she has lots of other world worldly company, such as a little girl, a man with a top hat and a full blown ghostly party. What the fuck? Like I love just that. She in, in a posse, essentially. Wow. Wow. Okay. Right? You're going to love this part. Okay. Many have seen Emma enjoying herself and dancing while waving her hands in the air without a care in the world. What? This bitch is a good this, time. She does this in the parking lot of the hotel. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, apparently, like, she, this has been multiple sightings of this transparent girl dancing. Oh my god. I and, need to I need this. And people will like see her, they'll see the her the entire time they're walking to their car, they get in her car, she's gone. What the fuck? I swear to god if we go to this shit and I don't see somebody busting a move in the parking lot, I'm going to be so pissed. Right? Cuz I want to go dance with her. Yes, why not? <laughs> to throw down so, with her and her posse. Here, here's the kicker that just doesn't make sense. So I'm like, okay, so there's a teenager named Emma that likes to hang out at the pier point. Cool. Yeah. I would assume that meant that she died as a teenager there, right? One would think. Wrong. She died oh my God. in nineteen ninety seven, no relation to the Pier Point, decided to just go back there. Like it what? was her vacation home. What? Okay. Well, here's what I like. That she died like older and decided like, oh, in the afterlife, I'm gonna be like my young, like fun, happy, healthy self. Like that's cool. Yeah, and here's the thing, like, she had to be over 100 years old because she was a teenager the first time she went to the inn, which was 1911. Oh my god, God bless, you're right. Holy cow. Right? So, like, were you just so fond of it that you wanted to spend the rest of your days there? I mean, yeah, with her posse, like, we've got uh, some little ass kid hanging out, we've got this dude in a top hat, I I mean. Yeah, it's crazy. The gang's all here, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and they know or they believe that they know it's Emma Darling because there a photo has resurfaced of her standing in front of the pier point in a funeral mid-century garb. Oh my God, she probably looks like a boss. And that's who they see dancing in the parking lot. Wow, is she in her funeral garb? Did they say when she's busting a move? Yes. It's <laughs> mid-century gothic garb is what I kept hearing. So I would what? assume that means funeral garb. Oh my god. Well, maybe they just had a hell of a party after the funeral. I mean, something. And she was like, this is tight, yeah. you know? So besides that, um, people often report hearing footsteps, seeing footsteps left, but nobody being around. And they believe that Ooh. that is either Josephine or Maddie or both just walking the grounds of their beloved inn. That's sweet. I hope Josephine's there. Like if she right? loved us this much. Yeah. So um, funny story. When I was in second grade, my middle sister and I were in a wedding for my older sister's friend. At okay. Point really? Yeah. And so I remember my older sister talking about it was haunted or whatever, but I, you know, was young. I didn't really connect anything yeah but what i do remember was her friend had already had a child and every time they went up to the room to like change him or get something the diaper bag kept moving oh so like at one point it was left on the bed but this time it was in the bathroom and then it was in on the couch and then they couldn't find it at all and it was hanging up in the uh closet oh my god and I just remember kept hearing about the diaper bag moving. And so now I'm like, oh, was that Emma that Darling was, just screwing with people? That was Emma Darling screwing <laughs> with people because she couldn't go to the wedding party. She was like, I'm going to fuck with people's shit. Yep. So, again, this inn has been opened for over 100 years. Many things have been added to it. Um, it is on the coast in Ventura, California. And it does have beautiful views. I've been there several times. I think I went there for a Sweet 16, too. Oh, my God. I love it. But all fun, cool crap. Tell, tell, <laughs> yes. Tell me that one of the things that they added, though, is more bathrooms because. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's more bathrooms. So if we go stay, we'll have our own bathroom. Oh, thank worry. God. <laughs> no sharing. I can't be sharing with, with these <laughs> plebs. No, I just like I'm just like a little bit of a germaphobe. I'm not going to lie. Um. I don't think there's anything wrong with not wanting to share bathrooms with... With, like, 20-some-odd people. Yeah, I guess that's fair, right? Right. Um, um, some uh, notable guests. There uh, was John Travolta um, and a few, a Betty something or another. Oh, good old Betty something <laughs> or other. I it down, but now I can't find it now, and I feel like my kids stole my, <laughs> my post-it note, so I apologize. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it, it's our. I saw a lot of scandalous websites, you know, like people and things like oh. that. Apparently, celebrity lovers like to get away there. Ooh, for like trysts and whatnot. Ooh, a secret yes. love. Wow, what if we what if we run into some of that shit when we go stay at it? Oh my god, that would be some cool ass. Holy shit, shit. Uh, we have so much to do. We have so many places to go and sleep at. That's like the name of the game with us. We, like, there's so many places we have to go sleep at. Like, I love that for us. <laughs> It's like the greatest slumber party checklist. It really is. The greatest and spookiest. Wow. Well, that was that was fun. Uh, what a good topic. Good find. I do want to go there. If not, just yeah. to see the beautiful scenery. And you know what? We can definitely go there if you ever come, if you're able to come visit again. And all that I'm, I'm coming stuff, to visit so. again. Let's be real. Yep. <laughs> That's 
There isn't there isn't any negotiation there. So it's happening. <laughs> so I am taking us to a different part of the world, but I am also talking about some ghosts. We're t- this has been like a very paranormal podcast the last several episodes. Like big spooky energy. I love that for us. <laughs> I do minus minus the Cajun Sasquatch and whatever the fuck was that I covered. Was it the bunyip? The bunyip. The bunyip. Yeah. I don't know. Some could argue that those are some paranormal. I mean, they're not in the realm of things that are normal, so sure. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking us to England. Uh, did I ever tell you about that? No. Oh, my God. Okay. I told the odd fam about that on. Oh, no. I only did it on a Patreon. Okay. Everybody, let's go back just a hot second. So there's this movie. It's called The Black Knight. It's got, um, is it Martin Lawrence in it? And it's hilarious. It's a, such a funny movie. And anyway, he's like, it, there's this whole thing. And then all of a sudden the queen, he's, we're back in like ye old times. And like the queen of England is trying to like rally the troops. And she's like, okay, let me like, let me give a speech. And it's going to like, you know, warm everybody's soul or whatever. Some shit she says. And she starts out and she goes, England. <laughs> now. And now every time when I see the word England, that's how it sounds in my head. Any hoozles. You know, instantly, every time I think of, I can't do it, England. England! (laughs) I think of the queen, and I think of her corgis, and then I instantly go, Cassie is queen. That, oh my god, well, I love that connection. I do have a queen of England and corgi salt and pepper shaker set my in-laws gave to me for Christmas one year. It was amazing. It's, I have it. It's in the kitchen. We use them all the time. It's like one of the best things I've ever received. So I don't think you know this about me, but I am a sucker for some good novelty salt and pepper shakers. Shut up. Are you really? Oh, if I need I to get you some. some odd, strange ones that just, I'm like, I love them. They're mine. I have too many salt and pepper shakers. And apparently my great grandma used to collect salt and pepper shakers. So, I love like, I think that. It's just <laughs> oh my God. Now I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. I'm going to find you spooky themed <laughs> ones. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> So, so England is home to hundreds, if not thousands, of reputedly haunted locations. Why? Because it is very ye old, and everybody's been there a long while, and a bunch of people have died at the end. You know, we've got, like, a very rich and rather complicated and messy history there, and so when it comes to ghosts, we've, like, England has a little bit of everything. We've got haunted pubs, we have hotels, we have castles, museums, you know, the Tower of London, what have you, all that shit. So... There is um, one type of haunting that seems to emerge often, and that's old theaters that are around London's, like, West End. And so here we are. I'm talking about the Drury Lane hauntings, not to be combined or confused with the Drury Lane that the Muffin Man lives on. <laughs> I was literally about to go, the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! So, okay, so, um, all right. We have, I mean, there's there's like a gazillion theaters over there that are like supposedly haunted. Like there's the, is it the Lyceum? 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 I actually don't know how you say it. And now I feel like just like just uncultured swine. But anyway, there's this, apparently this dude, there's just like this headless man that's like spookalabooka there. There's the Adelphi Theater um, with like its previous manager and there's like an actor there. Um, but on one of the most haunted theaters of the West End is the Theater Royale of Drury Lane. And that's most commonly known now as the Drury Lane Theater. It is a grade one building in Covent Garden. Um, It was originally built in 1663, making it one of the oldest theaters in London. I mean, England, period. 
not just London. Cool. That's some old shit. 1663. That's really old. Holy moly. Gotta have spooky crap. Big spookula bookula energy. So it was actually rebuilt a number of times over the years, uh, including 1674 and 1794. Um, And the present structure itself was erected in 1812. Also, not an appropriate use of the word erected. (laughs) It's never okay. It's never okay to say that word, and I hate myself for it. So why would I have put that in my notes? We just don't know. But anyway, today... It stands as one of the most infamous theaters of England's capital. So, this theater has been visited by every reigning monarch since the Restoration. Uh, It has hosted many notable shows through the years, from Hello, Dolly, uh, there's Miss Saigon, Oliver, Gone with the Wind, Witches of Eastwick. We got all kinds of big-name shit going through this shit. Uh, But it's also just as famous for the alleged ghosts that walk on the property and have been cited by both audience members and also cast like a lot of the, like I have a couple of stories. They're both from like actors that are, you know, just some crazy shit. Why is it though? Like, I'm just kind of thinking about it. Why is it that like, I mean, I, th- I feel like you could go to any theater and somebody there will tell you that it's haunted. Like what is, what's up with the actor ghosts that they need to be hanging out there? Is it just cause they're so passionate about it or like, what do you think? Is it method acting? completely taken on the role of being dead and haunting get get out of here (laughs) so one of the theater's most famous ghosts is known simply as the man in gray Mm. he is usually seen in the daytime which i like that that makes it like crazier right like to me i think so i think when you see things in plain daylight it's more dude for sure and so he's um he's often spotted in like shadowy seats beyond the stage and he watches the actors rehearse and unlike some ghostly sightings which can be i guess considered this omen of bad luck for actors spotting the man in gray is seen as a good sign because witnessing his apparition usually means the play will go on to become a success so this dude just has good taste in shows he like he calls them like he sees them you know we love that it Yeah, it has been reported that the man in gray has been spotted during rehearsals for Oklahoma, South Pacific, Carousel, and The King and I. Those are all good shows. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He is said to be dressed in the style of 18th century fashion and is seen wearing a gray cape. Hence, the man in gray. Rather spookily, remains were found on the theater site... And it was in the theater's renovations in the 1840s when a skeleton covered in gray rags was found walled up in a small forgotten room. It was him. Right? And after examination... And he hangs out there. For sure. After examination, it concluded that the man had been killed uh, via stabbing. Somebody had stabbed him with a knife, <gasps> uh, lending credence to the idea that the skeleton belonged to the infamous man in gray. And I hate that he met that end. And I hope that he's not think? trapped there because he's, like, stuck. Do you think that whoever stabbed him, killed him, yeah, like was angry that he got the lead in something? Maybe, dude. Maybe it's like yeah, big maybe drama. It was like an understudy. Oh, maybe. I love saying. that, but I, I hate think... it. Ugh. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> no, I think that that would be like a big reason as to his demise. Dude, for sure. I love that. That's like very spicy and And dramatic. Yeah, I am sad though, because I hope that that's not why he's still there. I hope that he's there 
out of his own choice and will because he just enjoys being there and seeing everything yeah. and, and the whole nine yards. So Right? Yeah, like I hope he's there just because he yeah, he loves he loves the theater. Not because he's fucking stuck there because he got stabbed and then fucking walled up. What the hell? That's awful. That's a rough way to go. I'm just saying. But in a way, I'm kind of glad that they found the remains mm-hmm. and that he had a proper, like, you know, yeah, send off. Even though I don't know that they know that it was him. <laughs> no, there's some, there's some, I don't know, intriguing evidence there. I guess you could say very, very interesting. Among other ghosts said to roam this shit, um, there is Irish actor Charles Macklin. Macklin was a respected and distinguished actor who according to public records, accidentally, quote, <laughs> murdered a fellow actor in 1735. Whoops. <laughs> accidentally? Or did the actor get the lead that you wanted? You're going to love this. Apparently, Macklin became involved in a heated argument over a wig. <laughs> this was during... This was during rehearsals for a show called Trick for Trick, and the fight became physical and resulted in the death of the other performer after Macklin struck him with a stick, which inadvertently impaled the actor's eye and reached the guy's brain. (laughs) What the fuck? He murdered him over hair. Yes, over a wig, and then we, we... how does one accidentally impale somebody in the eye? Yeah, there's no accident. You I mean, there's. I mean, you knew what you were doing. Yeah, like the damn stick. You knew. Yeah, you were like to hit them. What did you come think on. was going to happen? Come on, Charles. You're not fooling anybody here. So, somebody says that maybe it is this like <clears throat> rather traumatic and dramatic event that keeps Charles Macklin hanging out at the theater. Um, it's the drama. It's the drama. The drama keeps their spirits alive. It feeds them. I don't know what accent that was. I don't know what that was, but that was cool. (laughs) Another one is George Wilde Galvin, who was a much-loved English stage actor and comedian in the late 1800s sometime. To many, he was known instead as Dan Leno, which was his chosen stage name. And he often performed at pantomimes at Drury Lane Theater. And he was known to be kind of like this troubled dude. And he eventually fell deeply into alcoholism and died at just 43. And the cause was undetermined, but I'm going to go with maybe it had something to do with his, like, rampant alcoholism. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Wait, did you say necrophilia? I said liver failure. Oh, liver failure. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) How did did you arrive there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um... (laughs) Perhaps perhaps one of his favorite hangouts uh, within Drury Lane Theater um, is is he just likes to, like, walk across the stage. Like, he just likes to, like, hang out on the stage. And, like, uh, it's not the sight of his apparition that fuels rumors of his haunting the building so much, though, is that there is this unexpected and misplaced smell of strong lavender, which he would cover himself in when he was alive. And he's also been blamed for being, like, when they don't see him on the stage, just like around, he's being—he's blamed for being the invisible, mischievous entity who has pushed actors off the stage before. Is he jealous? I. What is, <laughs> uh, 
Dude, some, these are some petty-ass fucking ghosts. Like, what is going on here? The only one that I like so far is the man in gray. Everybody else sucks. Yeah, the man in gray needs to kick everyone else out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just calm. He's just hanging out, like, watching this shit happen. And he's like, this is going to be a good-ass show. <laughs> this one's not. Meanwhile, these other fuckers, like, come on. All right, I got another one for us. There's Joe Grimaldi, who was a prominent actor and dancer who had several leading parts at this theater. Uh, one of his most significant roles was that of a clown in the famous Drury pantomimes, which is like fucking horrendous for me. I fucking hate clowns. Uh, but this was in the early 1880s that this happened. I don't um, clowns any decade, any year, any era. No, thank you. Yeah, clowns are just like not, I don't know, like I don't get it. Like people that find clowns to be funny. Like even if you take away the fact that like clowns are fucking horrible, uh, they're never funny. <laughs> so They're not. Like nothing that they do is amusing to me. So I don't know. Um, he had huge success in Robinson Crusoe as well as taking a smaller part in the stage production of Hamlet. After he retired due to bad health, he was said to um, – he suffered from like respiratory issues, but he did continue to receive half pay from Drury Lane. However, once the payments stopped, he fell into poverty, uh, unfortunately, and then died in 1937. And he was found dead in his bed by a housekeeper. Ooh. So that was jarring for that person. But um, he said to regularly visit the theater and watches over the productions on stage. And he has been witnessed many times, allegedly, both by theater staff and actors, but also audience members. And some cast members have reported that the actor's ghost visits them on stage, helping them to perform well and guiding them if they need improvement. Oh, we like this one, too. Okay, Joe's like cool, him. too. Yeah, we sandwiched it. We've got the man in gray, and we have Joe. The okay, other two so are assholes. So here's just a couple of... <laughs> right, exactly. So here's just a couple of, like, testimonials from, like, actors. So in 2014, there was an actor, Clive Carter... And he had, like, a very strange experience there. He was in his dressing room um, preparing to go on as Mr. Salt in the musical Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And <laughs> while he was, like, finishing his, you know, putting on his costume and, like, his makeup and everything, another actor stopped in to say hello. And the TV was playing quietly in the corner of the room. Halfway through their conversation, the actor, Clive Carter, he noticed that the channel on the TV mm -hmm. just changed by itself. And so he and his colleague like looked at each other like, what the fuck? And neither of them was near enough to touch it. And it changed again. And they started getting like freaked out. And then it only happens when they were talking about the Drury Lane ghosts. Isn't that weird? So either they, the ghosts were like, we're here or stop talking about us. <laughs> yeah, right. And then there was another time the same actor, he had like a Bluetooth headset in and it just like totally started like going crazy when he was talking about the ghosts again so it's like only happening when they're talking about the ghosts and then there's another actor who starred alongside carter his name is nigel planer and they were in they were both in charlie and the chocolate factory and he counts himself as a skeptical believer uh he is interested by like the multiplying tales of these ghosts that are hanging out at the drury lane like theater and so he decided one time to take a tour with a professional mm -hmm. ghost hunter and he was surprised um, and a little bit alarmed when, <laughs> by what he found while doing this. So he says, quote, everyone in the theater had some kind of experience. They think they saw the man in gray or they heard a door slam when there was no one else in the building. 
And this ghost hunter he went with, Roger, took those stories more seriously than the ghosts. He did think the building had something going on, although it was difficult to say what. And that's it. That's all I've got. That's a great topic. That's all I've got for the Drury Lane hauntings. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was a, a fun one. I like the man in gray and i like joe it's very nice that he gives actors yeah. tips that's Friendly. cool giving him some giving everyone yeah. some you know worldly advice <laughs> yeah meanwhile the other two assholes like <clears throat> one only shows himself like half the time and then he pushes people off the stage the other one impaled a dude over a wig so i mean you know i don't really have much good to say there they're not very they're bitter they're angry that their their time was for sure, short, and so therefore, they're just jerks. <laughs> for sure, that's right. So I think that's, I think it's just really interesting how there's like all these tales from all these different theaters independently that there's some kind of a ghost yeah. around there. There was even one I'm pretty sure a supposed ghost at the theater, at the college I went to at Loyola. Because I used to work at the theater, and I remember somebody telling me something one time about it, and they're like, "Yeah, but it's okay." There's just a ghost here. I was like, it's okay, it's fine. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like it's like a common thing. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because they love the drama in real life. So they love the drama in the afterlife. Maybe I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of checks out. They just have to continue on again. I'm thinking this is like a form of method acting. <laughs> this is like <laughs> the like, most, the most method acting. Yeah. I hope one of them gets like chosen to play a ghost in a production at a theater and then they're like set and ready to go wouldn't that be just like the ultimate for them so cool that would be closure that's what that would be and then maybe they can be set free yeah that would be nice what a happy little ending so anyway that's the drury lane hauntings that's that's it for for us everybody so i guess like if you know of a hotel or theater that isn't haunted, because apparently everywhere they are. Yeah, give us a heads up. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as always, continue to write in with, like, suggestions and topics and ideas and all that stuff, or your own personal stories, because uh, we do yes. want to do another listener's episode. And um, do you want to say this stays strange? No, or do you want me? Intro. All right. So I'm just going to simply say, until next time. Stay strange. (laughs) That was so annoying the way I did it.